Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show, and it's qualifying Suzuka, Japan. So, guys, it was、uh, quite an interesting, very interesting qualifying, I have to say today. And、um, guys, there's no YouTube today, so、uh, obviously, if you're listening on audio, well, you're not going to be listening to the U- or watching the YouTube, but.、Uh, Just doing a bit of remote work here, so I'm away from the studio. So,、uh, but I'll be back in the next few days with with more YouTubes. And、um, yeah, so guys, first of all, a couple of things to talk about. A couple of things to talk about qualifying today、uh, before we get into the results, etc.、Um, what happened to Liam Lawson? The guy went off the track. Now, guys, I'm quite familiar with this track and. It was such a weird accident this guy had. I mean, I actually don't get it. I tr- I've watched it, I'd say, about three or four times over and over, watching the onboard footage. So he comes out of the la- the second last corner, which is a right left chicane, and in fact, some could even argue with me that it's actually the last corner, because coming out of that chicane. You just sweep right into just a, a sort of a, just a nice gradual, gradual right coming onto the main straight. Now this corner is full speed. You're just going up the gears, full speed, shoe down, and off you go onto the straight. So it doesn't look like there's any work involved in this corner. In fact, there's not any work involved in this corner. And it was so weird because when you watch the onboard footage. He's he's going through it. He's going up the gears, coming onto this onto the main straight, and all of a sudden the car just starts going left, going left, and you could see that the the back end is kind of just stepping out ever so slightly, and then the more throttle he gave, the more the car just drifted off off the track. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I've had plenty of accidents in racing cars and carts, so I know when I look at this onboard footage that, well, sorry, when I say that, most of the time because I can't figure this one out, this was the weirdest accident. People are saying, "Oh, he made a mistake." I don't know if he actually did make. I think he, something happened to the car because that corner is—it's easy. I mean, it's so easy. All the driver's got to do. Is put the shoe down to the floor, go up the gears, nice gradual right hander, and back onto the main straight. So I'm going to keep an eye on the F1, on the F1 news for you guys, and I'll keep you posted if I hear anything more on the update on that one because that was a very bizarre one. I mean, I've like I said, I watched the onboard three or four times, maybe. I think I think it's maybe four times, and I'm like, huh? I can't figure it out. Are like it's almost like he hit a wet patch. Now there's no wet patches on the track today, but I mean, if there was a wet patch, or maybe there was actually a patch of oil. Now it doesn't look like it, to be honest, because even if he hit an oil patch, he would have gone off a lot quicker. There's no way, like he wouldn't have any friction, like because he was still keeping it together a little bit, but he just went off. God, it was so bizarre, so bizarre. So okay, moving on. Uh, it was another weird one as well, where、uh, oh my god, brain fade. Here we go. One of the drivers、uh, was it Leclerc? 
uh, he, they have this new FIA rule now where there's a minimum speed. Now, just in case people are wondering, what's this all about? Um, so basically, guys, what that means is they were looking into possibly penalizing him because he was going too slow on his warm-up lap. So in other words, he comes out of the pit lane, he's doing a warm-up lap. In other words, he's getting the engine, the tires warmed up, everything. But on his warm-up lap, he was going very slow and he was under the minimum speed. Now, why do they do this? They simply do this because they don't want people being so slow that all of a sudden somebody comes around a bend at 150 miles an hour and the person's just an accident waiting to happen. So it makes sense, right? makes a lot of sense. So you've got to keep the minimum speed up to a certain degree. But um, yeah, it was bizarre. And I hope he's going to be okay. I mean, Leclerc, he's a really good driver. He's, he's on the ball. He's, like, he's not a cheat. And I think genuinely, if Leclerc has this problem, well, very simply put, it was an accident or somebody was trying to hold him up or maybe he just genuinely forgot. But I, I, honestly, guys, I would vouch for Leclerc on that one. Because the guy is, he's really good. And he's a fair, honest driver. He's legit. I rate him. And hopefully he doesn't get a, a penalty for that. But hey, look, I suppose if you, if you break the rules, well, you break the rules, you know. Um, so yeah, guys, let's have a look at the, the results now. Um, okay, where will we start now? Okay, well, let's just start with pole. So I almost got my prediction right. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. As you know, guys, I barely get my predictions right these days. Fucking hell. Now again, I'm trying to predict three drivers all in a row, but so that's going to be harder. Uh, So we have Verstappen who takes pole at 128.8. Piastri at 129.4. Norris on a 129.4, just over. So Piastri was a 129.458. Norris was 129.493, so half a tenth, quite close. Charles Leclerc on fourth, 29.542. And Sergio Perez on 129.650. And then we'll just call it, so sixth place was Carla Sainz. Seventh, Hamilton. Eighth, Russell. Ninth, Tsunoda. Ten, Alonso. Uh, it was uh, it was a dominant performance by Red Bull. Verstappen put it on pole by half a second. Now, half a second, guys. Uh, I mean, I think if you've been listening to some of my other episodes, even one or two tenths, guys, is a lifetime. In fact, I even mentioned this in one of my other episodes before that I used to remember when I was racing and all of a sudden, you know, you're on the pace and you're you're going for it and you're challenging for pole or you're trying to get a good lap time. I remember there's there's been certain times where I'd be on a track. Car feels good, it feels great. You've you've beaten your original lap time and you're like, "Okay, I've got to be near the top of the grid now." You could be second fastest. And all of a sudden you ask your engineer or someone else, "Hey, so what was my lap time?" And they could say, "Oh, listen, buddy, you're you're two tenths off the pace." There's been so many times in my career when I'd hear two tenths off the pace and your heart just fucking drops to the floor. Now, I, maybe, you know, anybody that hasn't raced before, it mightn't sound like a lot, which is understandable because two tenths sounds like nothing. But in racing world, two tenths is a lifetime. And I mean, your heart would drop. So like a half a second that Verstappen put it on pole by is immense. It's immense. 
Now, I'm going to say this, though, and uh, don't kill me, Verstappen haters, because, by the way, I'm a Verstappen fan here. But I, as you know, I always try and be fair. Always try and be fair. It wasn't Verstappen did this unbelievable special lap. If he did do anything really good, he may have got maybe, let's say, a tenth, maybe two tenths out of his driving performance. If he found something himself. Right? So we're, we're talking a tenth or two. But the like I, I examined his onboard. Five tenths? No, it's just the car is so good. Uh, it's so good. And um, that car is just on rails, guys. It really is. It's, it's, it's an amazing car. And by the way, I'm not taking anything for, away from Verstappen here. Maybe you're thinking I'm sounding like a, a bitter prick here or something. No, not at all. I'm a Verstappen fan. It was a really good performance by him anyway, because you still got to get the lap time in. And But a half a second, I mean, he went around that spoon curve. And if you watch my previous, uh, my preview for the, for the build-up to Suzuka, I was mentioning that the most important corner, guys, on the track is spoon two. So there's spoon one, spoon one and spoon two. Now, spoon two is the most important part of the track. But when you saw Verstappen on board, they were showing the G-force when he was going into spoon one. He had five and a half G. Ladies and gentlemen, five and a half G is five and a half times your body weight working against you. Now, going through that corner at five and a half G is unbelievable. Even Anthony Davidson pointed that out on the TV a while ago. He said, whoa, that just shows you how much grip the car has. And he's dead right. He's 100% right. <laughs> the, the, amount, the amount of grip that you have to have going through a corner at five and a half G and the car was on rails going through. It was amazing. It was very, very impressive. But hey, Adrian Newey, man. Adrian Newey is just the genius behind, the wizard behind the curtain. Uh, I think, now my predictions, I did try and predict, I said Verstappen, Norris in second, and Piastri in third for qualifying. But it was Verstappen, Piastri, and then Norris. So I was close enough. <laughs> I was close enough. I'll give myself a pat on the back. Well, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> But, uh, guys, it was great. And you know what I love about Piastri? I really rate this guy. He's not jumping around, flailing his hands after, the, after qualifying. Hey, guys, look at me. I've qualified second. Oh, my God. Like a lot of drivers do. If you notice, watch. Keep an eye on this guy, guys, right? This is his first year in Formula 1. This guy qualifies second. And he gets out of the car, takes off the helmet. Yeah, cool. All right. He's not happy with second position. I fucking love this guy. I love this guy. He's not in to finish second. He's not in to finish third. He's in to fucking win. It's either win or nothing for this guy. I can tell. I can tell. I, I love him. Oh, my God. Because most of the time, guys, you know, you get a driver coming out of a car and he's, he's literally running and he takes a dive into his mechanics and team. I understand that if you win, but not second or third. Come on. Come on. So, yeah, I tell you guys, keep an eye on Piastri. I think he could be the next, uh, the next big guy in Formula 1. I love his attitude. And he's never at the Suzuka track, by the way. So for any Piastri fans, bravo, bravo. He, that was his first time at Suzuka. 
So he outqualified his teammate. Fantastic. Fantastic. So he's going to be starting on the front row tomorrow. It'll be very interesting because Verstappen will be on the on pole position. Piastri off pole. Now, unfortunately for you Piastri fans out there, Piastri's in a little bit of a disadvantage here because... Uh, I don't know, if to, I think I maybe went through this on a recent podcast about, the, I did, sorry, beg your pardon, about the importance of a race start. Now, the problem for Piastri tomorrow is he's going to be starting on the dirty side. Now, what does this mean? This basically means that, let's say you're going down the, the main straight. Now, hopefully, uh, maybe you guys, you might have seen uh, Suzuka track here now. Now, when they're going down the main straight, the car is on the left-hand side. And it'll stay on the left until, he gets, until all the drivers approach to turn one and then turn into to, to the turn one. So that's the clean side because all the cars, when they're going up the main straight, they stay on the left because they're lining the car up to go into turn one. So that's why they stay on the left-hand side. Now, again, that's the clean side because while all the, the cars are, are going on that line, all the clean rubber from the cars gets laid down on the track. So therefore, the cars put a bit of rubber down and it's a bit more of a stickier surface. Now, if it's a stickier surface, that basically means there's going to be more grip on a sticky surface for all the cars. Problem is for Piastri, he's starting in the inside. I think, yeah, I think they're going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, of course they will. They should anyway. Jeez. Unless some, some weird uh, trying to fix the race for McLaren, but I don't think so. So I think you'll have Verstappen starting on the left. Piastri will start on the right. Now he's going to be in the dirty side. In other words, that's in, that's in the inside. It's in the, on the right-hand side of the track, not the left. So any of the cars that start in the inside, there's, a, there's, not, there's not rubber in there, guys. There's a lot of dirt, uh, dirt that gets pushed off from, from the cars going down the straight. So he's not going to have a lot of traction, a lot of grip getting off the line. Now, it depends on his strategy here, too. Because with the different compounds they have, you can make a better start... If you have soft tires starting, because soft tires will give you more grip when you take off from a standstill. Or if you went from soft to the complete opposite, if you went with harder tires, well, the harder tires have less grip. They stick less. So therefore, you're going to be, well, technically slower off the start. So unless he has soft tires on and Verstappen has medium or hard well, then that could be different. But again, it's, it's going to be very, very important for Piastri to get off the line tomorrow with very little wheel spin because wheel spin just crucifies your start. So it's all about keeping the traction. Less wheel spin, the better. So fingers crossed for him tomorrow. I think it's going to be a very interesting race. It's good. Uh, it's great to actually post this up on a Saturday afternoon, guys. Or Sorry, it's actually Saturday morning here. But by the time it's going to be live on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, it'll probably be the afternoon. So it's, it's kind of cool to have the, the Asian races because I can watch them early in the morning and then have that out for you on the same day, which is great. So... 
I'm always going to try and keep that up to date as free as much as possible. So just before we close off, guys, and we're obviously we're going to be back tomorrow with the the reaction from the race. So stay tuned for that. But Verstappen cannot win the championship this weekend if people are thinking. He cannot win because he had a nightmare race in Singapore last week, even though he did score some points, which was great for him. But he's going to have to have a good race this weekend. If he does win this weekend, Verstappen, he's in line to, to wrap up the championship next week in Qatar. Or sorry, in two weeks in Qatar. So he, he's, he's looking pretty good here. He's looking pretty good. But hey, look, it's not a result until it's a result. So let's just wait and see here. The Constructors' Championship is up for grabs this weekend, though. So Red Bull could literally wrap this up at Suzuka. And if they have Perez, if they give him the equipment and put him up there, well, they're looking good. And I think anyway, if even if Perez has a nightmare tomorrow and he doesn't finish, let's say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because even at Qatar, they could probably, if they don't wrap it up this weekend, they'll wrap it up next weekend in Qatar, I would imagine. But again, look, like I said, you don't know until it's not a result until it's a result. So, so guys, that's, um, that's pretty much it for now. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the qualifying tomorrow. And any of my Irish listeners on here, um, hope we, just to throw in the rugby tonight, Ireland versus South Africa, huge game. Oh my God. I'm nervous for, for Ireland here tonight. Hopefully we, we do the job. Please, God. I'm predicting Ireland by 10. Um, now, <laughs> be funny, wouldn't it, if I actually predict the rugby, but I can't predict the Formula 1. <laughs> anyway, but we'll see. Fingers crossed for Ireland. Come on, you boys in green. Come on, you boys in green. So, fingers crossed. Guys, thanks for listening. And I will be back for the Suzuka Reaction Race tomorrow. Talk to you later, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye.